Hello again, and welcome to another episode of History Over Coffee, sponsored by Marshall University's History Department. So with us today is Dr. Bob Deal, and I'll be hosting today's program in place of Dr. Manami Guha so she can prepare for the next program. My name is Chris White, and I've been on a few of the episodes before, and uh, so has Dr. Deal, our early American historian. And today we're going to be talking about the first Thanksgiving. You know, Dr. Deal, I've always been... Um, a proponent of trying to at least understand the historical roots of these types of holidays. And, and I'm sure you're very interested in these in general as well. What do you think were the first types of foods that were consumed at the first Thanksgiving? So we can get a sense of how maybe we could celebrate it that way. Well, Chris, unfortunately, there'd be no pumpkin pie, which is fine with me because I'm not especially fond of it, uh, or green bean casseroles. And, um, and probably not even turkey, although that certainly was available. We do have some idea what they, they did eat there. Um, our understanding of that first Thanksgiving, which would have taken place uh, late September, early October uh, 1621, is from a single letter uh, by a guy named Edward Winslow, who was present. Uh, he wrote the letter in December 1621 back to back to England. And he says that uh, in celebration of the harvest, they sent out men fowling. Uh, so we know that there were probably uh, a lot of ducks and geese. Uh, that would have been a time when uh, they would have been uh, plentiful in the skies. And apparently they did quite well. They got a lot of them. Uh, there was also venison the Indians uh, provided. Uh, but beyond that, we, we don't know exactly. They could have had turkey. There were a lot of turkey in the area. But that time of year, they probably didn't bother going out into, into the woods to, to try to kill turkey. Uh, we know from other accounts what they, the kind of stuff they ate. Uh, there certainly probably would have been eels, lobster, uh, uh, various berries, grapes. Uh, that, that, sort of, that sort of stuff would have probably been on the menu. And they undoubtedly would have been drinking beer. Uh, everyone pretty much uh, brewed their own. Uh, they had had a, um, a a good barley or a decent barley crop, uh, and that would have been used for the uh, for the making of beer. So it wouldn't have been this type of uh, kind of iconic imagery that all of us can conjure in our minds that seems probably to be more um, the result of uh, maybe the modern age and advertising. That would be, uh, there'd be that'd be quite different from the original one. The, the idea that everyone would have had, had turkey actually comes from uh, an account from the 1640s uh, that uh, talks about what they ate that first year, uh, but it's not specifically uh, going back to that, that one event, that, that uh, late September, early October event that is the Thanksgiving. I see. And, and so let's talk about that. This is just a couple of years after the founding of the Plymouth Colony, right? And yet they have this uh, coming together between the Wampanoags and the, and the, uh, yeah. the new arrivals. Yeah, it was less, less than a year after, after uh, their arrival. Uh, there were about probably about 50 English uh, left uh, after, the, after that first uh, winter. And the account says about 90 Indians, including uh, their leader, uh, Massasoit, uh, would have attended. So it would have been roughly two to one uh, Indian to English, which isn't necessarily what one thinks of the event. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. The founding's in 1620. Yeah. I had gone back to 1619, unfortunately. So then, so we're talking about an enormous feast then. Uh, yeah. Lasting three days. Wow. So can and, you tell us, how, how did this come together? Well, um, what we know is that, I mean, really, I think it's a sort of traditional English harvest feast. It's not really uh, a Thanksgiving. Uh, the account that Winslow leaves uh, certainly makes uh, uh, reference to the goodness of God and, and having been provided for, but it's not really explicitly uh, a Thanksgiving. Uh, actually, if you're looking for the first Thanksgiving, uh, in uh, uh, English uh, colonies on the mainland of, of America, you'd really probably want to go back to 1619 in Virginia uh, in December, where there actually is something referred to as a as a Thanksgiving uh, that is conducted uh, when a group of English settlers comes to uh, a, a colony founded by the Virginia Company uh, in 1619 in Virginia called Barclay 100 uh, that is uh, now part of Charles, Charles City County, Virginia. Uh, and they explicitly uh, hold a, a Thanksgiving celebration or service, I suppose would be the, the more uh, correct term. There's historically been some debate about what is the first Thanksgiving. Actually, uh, uh, President Kennedy, a couple of weeks before his his uh, assassination, uh, weighed in on it and basically declared that they're both the first Thanksgiving in some kind of, I guess, uh, diplomatic way of trying to bridge the gap between uh, Virginia and, and New England and their kind of ongoing battle for kind of the foundation myths or stories of America. So, and this is uh, going in a different direction than what I anticipated too, which I enjoy. I didn't know anything about this uh, original, uh, possible original Thanksgiving. Do you have any idea as to why the Plymouth one ended up uh, becoming the one that everybody remembers, so to speak? Uh, I, well, at the risk of sounding somewhat cynical, New Englanders have always been better uh, <laughs> at, at getting getting their story out. And, you know, it's the Plymouth Rock versus Pocahontas. Well, you know, what is sort of the, the founding uh, story. Um, as far as this uh, sort of association with uh, Plymouth and th that event with Thanksgiving, I, I think that's something, a, a, a product uh, of a group of uh, New Englanders uh, getting together uh, in 1819 to found a, a group that sort of would uh, kind of commemorate what was then going to be the 200th anniversary of Plymouth. And I think that that's sort of where you start to get the the, the strong connection between Plymouth uh, and that 1621 uh, feast, which we, as I said, we know little about except from one letter. Uh, that that becomes the kind of what we think of as, as Thanksgiving. Although in the, in the 19th century, uh, it Thanksgiving isn't is more about the pilgrims and the English, not so much about the Indians. You see some depictions of, of Thanksgiving from the even the latter part of the 19th century, and some of them show the English feasting and uh, the Indians uh, attacking. Uh, and so there's, you know, arrows, you know, well, I don't know, they even depict arrows in the turkey, but, you know, sort of close to it, sure. uh, stuck in the table, things like that. And it's really only in the early 
part of the 20th century, I suppose, after the perhaps the Indian Wars are over in the frontier, that you start to get this idea of a, of a of camaraderie between the English and the Indians. I see. So in a way, there's it's kind of one of those uh, examples of how really the origins themselves are based. We have very flimsy uh, documentation, or at least um, there's more discussion after the fact about that origin story than we have actually of the origins themselves. Well, that's certainly true. Uh, even this idea of referring to the people at Plymouth as, as pilgrims is something that, that kicks in uh, uh, only, only later, really at the end of the 18th century. There's a, a sermon delivered in Plymouth uh, where the minister refers to them as pilgrims. And that sort of prior to that, I mean, we'd have thought of them as, you know, as separatist uh, Puritans who wish to separate from the Church of England, unlike uh, the group of uh, people who settled 10 years later uh, in what becomes Massachusetts Bay. Uh, Plymouth is, is, is its own colony uh, until 1691 when it, it's folded into the rest of uh, Massachusetts. I see. So this kind of complicates the, the story of Thanksgiving that we have uh, with us today. I mean, children uh, celebrate it today really in terms of uh, kind of a, a coming together between a very simplified coming together feast uh, between the Native Americans and uh, the English colonists. Um, and uh, what do you think this kind of story represents for us today? Well, in some ways, it really was a coming together. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there aren't a lot of really kind of happy 17th century English Indian stories, but this alliance between the Wampanoag and Plymouth uh, actually, in its early years, up until the 1660s, when it falls apart, it is actually um, a, a reasonably happy story. They actually do get along. Uh, as long as that first generation survives, uh, Massasoit and some of the, the, the early leaders of, of Plymouth, the, their relations are really quite good. It really does fall apart uh, after 1616. You get these other generations uh, not to say that suggests that there weren't issues between uh, Plymouth and uh, the Wampanoag, but, but as I said, it it, it really was a, a fairly happy story, uh, at least for a while. So it, it's an example then of how uh, there are possibilities. There's possibilities of hope, uh, maybe. I mean, that's kind of how I've taken it over the years. Is it uh, that it's a, it can be a, I mean, especially we can come together through food. Um, you know, sharing food together this is something that all humans have to do, and it's a way of uh, of creating these uh, cross cultural uh, bonds. Um, and if we don't do that, if we don't break bread with each other, then uh, if we can't start there at least, then it's very difficult to uh, to resolve differences. Maybe I'm taking this a little bit too far as a historian, but it seems like it's possible. Well, it would be it would have been nice if that had had happened, but it. It's uh, it doesn't happen elsewhere. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, the only other place one can sort of, in large scale, saying that relations were good, of course, is William Penn's Pennsylvania, and that doesn't really last very long either. Uh, it doesn't really outlast William Penn himself and, and his his control of proprietorship. And so, uh, my, I guess my last question then uh, would be: Is uh, how do you and your family celebrate Thanksgiving? Uh, pretty much like everybody else. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't say that I ever made an effort with my children to sort of educate them about the, you know, 
the, the, the first Thanksgiving, I pretty much, you know, went along with everybody else and, you know, ate a lot and watched football. So, which is right. probably what I'll do uh, this Thanksgiving. So in a way, this is like, uh, you know, every other kind of holiday is it ends up becoming something that uh, people uh, make for themselves, too. But we're also part of this broader imagined community, if you will, right, where, where millions of Americans are doing the same kind of thing on this day. And uh, and that in self, uh, itself uh, can be part of history as well. Who knows how people will be celebrating this in the next decades or centuries to come. I suspect it'll it'll stay pretty much as it is for a while. It's been it's been fairly stable, I suppose, as a celebration uh, throughout most of the 20th century into the 21st. And I suspect it'll it'll continue because you know what's not to like about it. You know, you get together with people you like, your family. Hopefully, you like your family. Yeah, and and you uh, have a lot of good food, and you know, drink a little, have a good time. So you know, I I suspect it'll. I, I don't imagine its meaning will change all that much. I, I don't expect we'll go through some period of sort of a great revival of trying to recreate the authentic first uh, Thanksgiving to, to the degree to which we could, even if we wanted to. Sure. Yeah, it seems to work for us right now, bringing together uh, some several of our top national pastimes, football and eating. Yeah, it's uh, and napping. And napping, that's right. <laughs> That's a great place to end it. Thanks so much for talking to us today about the history of Thanksgiving, Dr. Deal. And I hope uh, you and your family have a, a great one this week. Thank you. You too, Chris. Thanks a lot.